Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast. Braden and Matt sitting here. Today, we're going to unpack a great conversation, a great topic, and we're excited for it because I think we all engage on this level of trying to understand uh, and have some clarity and we want to bring clarity so our topic today is the pornea standard pornea am i saying that right pornea pornea i always used to say pornea we did some research we think it's pornea if you say pornea <laughs> whatever you say we ain't mad pornea we're not mad but pornea so what, what does that mean well we're going to be talking about what the standard is what god's standard is and we're not just specifically talking about pornography today pornea actually means sexual immorality in scripture. There's other different variations of the meaning of that and understanding, but I think sexual immorality really breaks that down well. So we're going to talk about what God's standard is, and, and the reason why is because, I mean, we've faced something, Matt and I did when we were battling an addiction, guys that we've talked to, men and women alike, when, when they're dealing with this. We have these denial areas of our life that we we prop up to justify and rationalize our behavior. And we have these varying degrees of this, right? So part of it is, hey, I'm not that bad. I only look at pictures, right? I only look at magazines or I only look at catalogs or some people might, well, I look at porn, but it's not as bad as this other guy because I only do it so much or, you know, varying degrees of this, right? We have denial structures that we prop up so that we justify our behavior. But God's given us a different standard so that everything that we do, all these denials, all these rationalizations, we can actually move past and move towards health because these things hold us back, right? And they really do. 
And what is God's standard, Matt, though? What, what has he given us so that we have simplicity of understanding this and clarity? Yeah, Jesus is really clear when he talks about it. In Matthew 5, the Greek word that he uses is, is that word. It's porneia. I'm sure he says it a little bit better than we do, but but uh, but that's what he's talking about, and it really covers everything. Like there's there's no wiggle room there, right? Yeah. And so we think, well, pornography is such an issue, and so the word pornography comes from comes from porneia and graphic. So porn is porneia, and then ography is is graphic, and so this is the porn. Like what Jesus is talking about is the the porneia, that's sexual immorality, like you're saying, Brad. But then pornography is taking that and making it visual. And so there's pictures and there's videos. But what, what we look at in terms of the standard of Jesus is that it's not just pornography that he's talking about. He's talking about pornea. So all sexual immorality is something that we should stay clear of. And so it's easy in our day, and, and even really with what we do in, in our language, we talk lots about pornography and porn being the visuals and the pictures and the videos. But then it's easy to say, well, I'm not engaging in that. I'm not engaging in pornography. And so we justify and say it's okay. But really the standard that Jesus laid out for us and and what's best for us is not like just do or don't and you're, you know, kicked out of heaven if you do this. It's Mm -hmm. like, what's best for you? What's going to bring you life? What's going to honor God um, in your life? And and so that standard is is standard of pornea, sexual immorality. And so there's all kinds of different things that bring sexual immorality into our life. And so often people will justify and say, you know, I, I've got the standard of porn in my life. So I'm not watching pornography, but I might follow a girl on the street or I might take a picture of somebody on a beach or I might um, read sexual articles. I might just look at thumbnails, YouTube thumbnails or videos of, of girls in bikinis or catalogs, you know, just advertisements um, in movies, nudity in movies or even just you know, sex scenes where there's no nudity. And you're going, oh, well, it's okay. It didn't say there's nudity, right? But it's still a sex scene. And so this is like, what are, what are these things that are putting sexual thoughts into your mind? And what are the things that you're doing in your life to, to feed that sexual appetite that's, that's meant to be fed and satisfied in a healthy way? And now you're feeding it in an unhealthy way. And so a lot of people, it's easy, and I did this myself, it's easy to justify and say, well, I'm not watching porn anymore, but I'm just doing this. I'm just reading articles or I'm just watching YouTube videos. But the, the harm in that is that you're still not healed, like you're still not free, you're still bound to acting out in these ways that are unhealthy sexually. And the outcome typically is always the same. It's still guilt, it's still shame, it's still this feeling of not being free. Mm-hmm. Putting us ourselves in that story too, when Jesus was sharing this, I think is so key. And what you're talking about, Matt, is, you know, understanding you know, that there's, there is a standard here. And I can just imagine myself in that, that scene where Jesus was saying, Hey, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery in your heart. I'm sure there's a lot of guys there who are like, well, I don't sleep with other women. I'm married, but I don't sleep with other women. I just sleep with my wife. So I'm good, right? I'm good. That's, I'm, I'm meeting my own standard in my mind. And he goes even beyond that. No, there's a standard that I have that's far greater. And we always ask the question, well, why is he doing that? This is something I can't even live up to, right? I can't even live up to that. I mean, we've all had lustful thoughts about people. So what do we do here? Well, he's given us that, that standard not to bind us up in shame and guilt and, well, I can never match up, but have an understanding that, wow, there's freedom in, in this far greater living in life following Jesus and then trying to do this on my own. And then I understand what the standard is and he, that I, I understand he's put the standard in place because he loves me. 
He has a standard for me because he cares about what I'm going through. And you're like, well, how is he caring? Well, it's very simple in the sense that when we dabble in denying and rationalizing and justifying our behavior, we're really locked up in a prison, right? We're not free. You know, we're bound up. I remember when I, I was doing this, like, well, I did this, so it's not so bad. Like, I was just living in this life of, and this cycle of trying to avoid guilt and shame and trying to justify my behavior and match up to other people or feel better about myself because someone's worse than me. You know, you're just not free. And he wants us to be free. And part of that is breaking those lies that we have in our life, these denial structures. And we understand why it's important too, because when we're engaging in these other behaviors that we think aren't so bad, it never stops there. It's always pulling us deeper. It's always pulling us to a deeper level of addiction. It doesn't stop there. And for instance, like if you're, if you're just looking at one little thing here and you think that's okay, and you think that you'll be able to stay at that place for the rest of your life, you're wrong. You're wrong because your brain, that's not how their brain works either. That's right. Like our brains need constant stimulus when we're in this addictive pattern. We need more novelty. So novelty just means more stuff, new stuff, new, 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 new. We need the newest thing. And our brain isn't satisfied with those old images anymore. It That's needs right. new stuff. So we got to consume more. We got to go deeper in what we're looking at. So you think, well, I'm just looking at a picture of a girl in a bikini and that's fine. You don't understand. Look forward to your future here. <laughs> like you're, if you continue on that, you're going to need to look at a video then. Then you're going to need to look at maybe lingerie or something more scantily clad women. Then you're going to need to move to sexual acts. And then eventually that's going to lead you to deeper stuff. Now, everybody's different, but there's always a progression further in sin. And sin is just those things that we do to, that keep us and separate us from God. And this is one of those areas where it never gets better if we stay in those areas and, and keep denial structures in our life. We don't get better. We don't. We stay stuck and then get worse, right? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Proverbs 22.3, it says that the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. And it doesn't say the simple just keep going. It says you keep going and you pay the penalty. Wow. And there's always going to be penalties and consequences and things that are going to come into your life that are damaging and hurtful and painful if we keep on going. And so it's very easy to think like, well, it's just a YouTube thumbnail and it's just, you know, a, a picture that I saw at, at the mall when I was shopping, an advertisement that I'm just thinking about, that I'm just dwelling on. But it's just so dangerous thinking of a year, two years, five years from now when it progresses, because like Brad and saying, in your mind, the way our brain works, like the neural pathways, they, they get satisfied to a point, And then they say, I need more and I need more and I need more. And there's a lot of research that says that it progresses to from just simple pictures to then softcore porn to then hardcore porn to then violent porn or child porn. I mean, I don't think that anybody goes like, yeah, I don't watch porn. And then the next day they're watching child porn. Like nobody starts there, right? No one goes to this like crazy violent porn that's no. like rape and stuff no. like this. Like no, no. one starts there, no. right? It starts very subtly, very simply. And and really even um, this is something that I'm still aware of all the time in my life is when there's little compromises and you just spend a little bit too long thinking about thinking about a fantasy, for example. And then you go, okay, well, I, I, I dealt with it and at least I didn't act out. If you keep dwelling on that, it, I mean, it might be two days from now. 
See, Satan doesn't always need you to act out in the worst way possible. He just needs to get a little bit of a foothold in you. Mm -hmm. And so when we have the standard of like, no, even the littlest thing I want out of my life, it says that the prudent see danger and take refuge. And so you're not in the danger now, but you see it coming. And so we're wise to it now and we're wise to, to Satan's schemes and we're wise to the way that this works and to the way that our brains work. And we can just have that discipline and go like, I'm surrendered to the standard of God, to the Pornea standard. And I want that to be the standard that I live at. And so I just ask you, if you're listening, what's something in your life that you don't have the highest standard that you're letting into your life? Maybe you're you're justifying, well, it's not hardcore porn. Well, it's not as bad as I used to do. Maybe it's something even with a person or with, with different people. Maybe it's, maybe it's in your thoughts. So you just linger a little bit longer and you justify um, when you see somebody or when you're with somebody. Maybe it's inappropriate touch and you're in a dating relationship and you justify and say, well, we're going to get married, right? That's <laughs> such a common one. I heard that even recently, like, well, we were going to get married. And so we slept together. Well, you didn't get married. You broke up. Right. And so you, there's just so many justifications that we can use in our life. And so I just ask you, just think about that and ponder that to consider like, what is in my life right now that will lead to danger? And at the very least will lead to me not feeling the fullness of life that I could have and not glorifying God to the extent that I could. Yeah. And you know, I love how God gave us this standard and it, we know that it isn't just a bunch of rules and regulations to make us feel bad about ourselves. God does fully understand how sin leads to death and that can be in spirit, on a spiritual level or even physical. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff that will lead to that. Yeah. And so he's doing this in love. He sh that's We know this even in James, right? James 1 talks about how, you know, when each person is tempted, when they're dragged away by their evil desire and enticed, then after desire has become conceived in us, it gives birth to sin and sin eventually gives birth to death. So we know, understanding by scripture, that Jesus is sharing this with us because he knows that sin leads to further stuff. So let's follow his standard because there's, he's doing that in love for us. And I know that this is something I wish I would have grasped more when I was in the, the midst of the battle. And I'm glad I eventually did, but how vital it is to understand the standard that God has given us. Because when I was battling with the addiction of porn, I would often view certain activities and acts as less. And I would think, well, I'm doing better now, right? I would yeah. justify it. So, well, hey, I only watched a video of a girl in bikini and it made me feel a lot of these same things, but it wasn't so bad because it didn't do this or it wasn't this or whatever. It wasn't porn, right? And what would happen though, is when I propped up that lie, is eventually the next time I went to the laptop, computer, whatever, I would go to an even more lewd or graphic video. You know, I would justify my way back to an addiction. Yeah. And that's what this stuff does. So if that's why we're talking about this today, because we understand. Matt and I both live this. When we have these denials of the standard that God's given us versus our own standard, often what occurs is then we are confused and we live in that state, but... We use that confusion, the enemy does anyway, to pull us back into it even further. So we're just stuck spinning our wheels in mud. We can never break free. So part of breaking free from an addiction to things like porn or other sexual immorality is to get real with this. To say, to call a spade a spade and say, hey, you know what? I've been lying about this. I'm not matching up to God's standard here. And let's, let's come back to that. Let's, or let's come to that fully for the first time maybe. And when you do that, though, some of these lies start to get more exposed in your life 
and God does that lovingly and shows us how he can, we can move away from this. That's a part of getting free, really, is identifying these lies in our life. And that's why the Pornea standard is key. You know, if we understand what the standard is, then these lies don't have any foot to stand on anymore, right? They have no legs. We often, when we have a lie in our life, we start to believe it as truth because we've told ourselves the same thing over and over and over again. And we have to cut those lies off at the knees. And that's what the standard does. And that's what we encourage you to do is to identify these things and recognize, let's come back because it's so much better. We, we just tell you this, not again, to make you feel bad, all these rules you're putting on me, whatever else, so the standard. No, this is really about, let's get this stuff out of our lives. And if you want that, you got to get real with this. Yeah, and so we live at this Pornea standard, and so we say, okay, now I'm not going to act out in any way, but I still have this sex drive. I still have these urges and these desires, and so what do I do with it? And we would just encourage you, listen to, to the stories, the testimonies of freedom on our podcast. Both of us, our testimonies are up there. Sheldon has a great story. Um, Alan Val, mm-hmm. um, Brad and Kristen. There's different stories on there of just people getting free. You can listen to the lies we tell ourselves or the masturbation podcast actually has a, has a really good grasp and understanding teaching on just how to be satisfied no matter what when you're not acting out sexually. And so we point you to those podcasts as resources for you just to think like, what do I do now that I'm not acting out in this mm-hmm. Pornea standard? And how do I get satisfied and be able to live in that? But it's really important, um, not only just for you, but also we're here not for ourselves in, our, in, our, in this world. Like God made us for a purpose to be with him, to be intimate with him, bring glory to him, but also to benefit, to be a benefit to other people and to love other people. And so when we have these fantasies or even just these like thumbnails on YouTube, what we're doing is we're seeing a, a girl or a guy in a, in a position that's sexual or in a, dressed in a certain way that is attractive to us. And so now when we dwell on that, when we go out in public and we're, say we're at a pool or a beach or we're at the gym and we see somebody dressed in that same way that we saw on the YouTube thumbnail, well, we're not thinking about how we can be a blessing and love them. We're thinking sexually about them because of the thing that we had dwelled on back at home, justifying, well, at least it's not pornography, I'm probably okay. And so it gets in the way of how we're supposed to view other people and be a blessing to them. And it really normalizes things that aren't normal. And Mm -hmm. so for me, like I've never had homosexual desires uh, and I know uh, I know a lot of people do and that's it's just another form of deception just like lots of other deceptions that I have fallen into and so but but with that I would never watch gay pornography however lesbian pornography is something that was very common among right. guys and that's it was something that I looked at and different guys would just joke about it and like yeah of course like it's kind of a popular thing even if we're not gay that's something that we've allowed into our life. And so when I got out of pornography, I had to really think about it because a man-to-man relationship in my mind, I think I held that to the same standard as God and say to, to say like, this is just not part of God's plan. It's not part of his design and, and those people are hurting. But a lesbian relationship, I had a lower standard of that right. because of how I, I had let things dwell in my mind. And, and so when we say read a story or we watch pornography or we just look at a picture of two women or two guys or whatever it is and say we're justifying like well at least it's not pornography that I'm watching or it's not hardcore it's still affecting the way that you view other people and you're not necessarily 
living and, and viewing life to the standard that God wants you to because it's normalized things in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the standard, I think, though, often we, we adopt as our own from the world standpoint. I mean, it really changes the way we view stuff too, and it causes us to keep us stuck and and it really builds into kind of the denial that we have. I mean, you know, there's that, that commercial I think Corona had uh, a few years ago where I think it was a husband and wife on the beach and this this girl walks by in a bikini and he's watching, he follows her the whole way and then she squirts something in his eye. And we laugh at that, right? We think that's funny. Oh, men will be men, boys will be boys, you know, and the wife just has to give him a little slap upside the head. It's It's kind of funny, right? And the standard in that that we learn is that, oh, it's okay to look, but don't touch, right? Yeah. Look, but don't touch. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, we just have a little laugh about it, right? And then when we, we adopt some of these things, even some of the messages that we, we start to believe, even from TV or radio or whatever, right? YouTube, whatever, we start to really buy into this mindset that, oh, it's okay if I just go to this level, but, you know, no further or, you know, whatever it is, we start to buy into that and that becomes our views. And then that's feeds into our addiction to things like pornography, masturbation, and even into when we dabble into other things we don't think are as bad, but it's leading us towards a deeper addiction. So we have to get an understanding of that. Hey, the world has a standard, God has a standard, and let's navigate this. And it's tricky. It's tough. You know, when we live in a world that has a different standard than God, it's really hard to navigate that for sure. But that's why we have to stick to to what he's told us in his word. You know, go back to that, understand that. Because when we do that, we can start to move away from this confusion understanding that maybe we, that has been built up by the world standard. That's something that we have to kind of give over to God because we've been kind of groomed in it our whole lives, right? That's yeah. what we've seen. And so how do we move away from that? And that's a question that we all have to ask. And I think that the answer is here, what we're talking about in scripture, but each one of us has to make a personal choice. We have to make a choice. No one can do it for us. And we have to do it because we want that freedom. You know, if we're just doing it because, you know, if we don't have the right motivation and maybe it's because you you want to use it as leverage over somebody or, you know, whatever, (laughs) that's not going to work, especially in a marriage context, right? No, you got to do it because you want it. You want that freedom. And that's something that's so key. You know, you have to make these choices, each one of you as individuals. And we encourage you to do that because, you know, in our stories, we had to do that. We had points where we had to make a choice and understand, hey, you know, this isn't for me. This is not God's standard. I mean, I remember the times where I'm in the, I see the magazine rack at a grocery store in the past. My first thing would, I, I try to look for, you know, the, the different magazines where there's there's women there, uh, maybe in, you know, workout clothes or whatever, and, you know, showing off their bodies. And, and my eyes would be drawn to that first. Whereas now, you know, I know God's standard. So when I, I come up to those, those aisles, I understand that that's probably going to be there. So let's look at my wife who's next to me. Let's have a conversation with her. Let's think about something else or focus on God and how good he is, right? You, you just changed your mindset. You have to make those choices and it takes time. So don't beat yourself up about this, but start on the journey. Let's start on the journey. Take a step forward in this and start to identify some of these things 
and recognize, hey, maybe this isn't God's standard. Yeah, and God gives us the grace to do this. I mean, he's called us to this standard. And so it's not like we just have to grind it out and grit our teeth and mm-hmm. and flex our muscles and just do everything we can do on our own, right? Like he'll give us the grace. And so I think when we're in uh, in a store like you're talking about and we see a picture on a magazine, um, God will give us the grace to be able to deflect or distract us and just to have a little a little 911 prayer. I know somebody in our last challenge was really impacted by it. one of the guest speakers was talking about just a 911 prayer. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, in those moments, just like, Lord, help me. <laughs> and just quick, right? Just Lord, help me. Yeah. And I think that those things are really powerful because he really is there and he really will help you live at that standard and be satisfied. And so we just want to really emphasize, even from a scientific angle, why it's really important to to have this standard. Because Brad and you were talking about earlier how our brain works. And there's there's research that when we hear something, we'll retain maybe 10%. And I think that that's it's something that's com- a commonly known or a more well-known fact. I think a lot of people will say that, that our brains retain 10% of information that we take in. Mm-hmm. But if we read something, we'll actually retain about 20%. But if we see it, if we see a picture, we'll retain 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But if we see it, if it's graphic, if it's a, a picture or a video, we'll retain about 80 to 90% of that information. And so when we're dwelling on something, when we're looking at a picture and saying, well, it's, at least it's not pornography, but it's still something that we're lusting after, your brain is really going to retain that information to a high degree. And it's really going to change the neural pathways and the way that you think moving forward when you see different people. And so even with that, say like you watch a video and you're like, oh, that was quick like maybe it's just 30 seconds and and we got out or 60 seconds and it just wasn't that much wasn't that big of a part of my day Forrester research found that one minute of video equals 1.8 million written words in terms of what our brain retains and so one minute of video has such an impact on our brains and so even if it is that youtube video even if it's a video where they're fully clothed it has such an impact and for me i'm learning this and going yeah that makes sense because i can remember things that I watched 10 years ago that weren't sexual, or at least they weren't naked, but I can remember the the impact of it and the emotion of it and how it made me feel. And so it's just so important to have this pornea standard and go any movie that has nudity or sex scene or sexual content, even in the language. I mean, these things affect us. And Jesus is saying, just get it out, like cut the right hand off, have this standard of pornea in your life, because that will lead to life. It won't lead to just not dying it will lead to life and abundant life and you're just going to feel so free you will and one of the hopeful aspects too of this is our brains can change you know you might be thinking well now my brain is wired this way what do i do with that well our brains have elasticity they're pliable they can change and when we make new pathways new patterns of behavior so when we see those images yeah, that creates one neural pathway. But when we look away and we're looking at something else, namely, you know, God and beautiful things he has for us in life, our brains change for the better. So our brains can change. We can change. We don't have to stay stuck in this. And that's the hope that we have. And that's the hope that, you know, really moves us forward and sharing with you because we understand that. We've seen that in our own lives. You know, Matt was just telling me, you know, seeing a, a magazine now doesn't have the same effect on him anymore. I think that's so cool. I think that's amazing. And we've been able to experience that. And that is far better than lying to ourselves over and over again saying, oh, it's not so bad. I'll just dabble in this and I'll be okay because that's the world standard and that's okay. 
you know what, that's stuck. That doesn't feel good. You feel guilt and shame still. And eventually you get pulled into a deeper, deeper addiction. And we can move away from that. And our brains can change. We can change. God changes us. So that's the hope that we want to give you today. And that's the hope we want to leave you with. So today, I'm an action item for you. What are some of those denial structures that you have in your life? What is the standard that you have applied to your life right now? Is it God's or is it yours? Is it the world's? Ask yourself that question. And I think that sometimes we can surprise ourselves a little bit because we don't realize, wow, you know, there's areas in my life where I'm not living to God's standard. And again, this isn't about trying to earn our way or anything like that. This is just simply identifying that God has something better for us and he helps us in this. We can't do it alone. We really can't. And we got to do it in community with others too. We got to use our accountability to talk about this stuff and they're going to help us move away from this, these things as well too. So thanks again. And we just want to tell you right now, please share these podcasts, you know, on Spotify, leave your comments, iTunes, leave your comments and rank us and, and give us those stars. That really helps get the word out and get it to more people. So we do thank you for all your support. For those that are listening, we really appreciate you, each one of you. So thank you. And we are excited for another great topic coming up next week. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.